Lord. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. 30 seconds of praise in the house. 30 seconds more. 30 seconds more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. The music praise you. We lift you up. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 of the Lord. You may be seated in his presence. God is indeed a good God and this morning we celebrate him as the only wise God, the only powerful, awesome God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I greet each and every person this morning who is sharing with us physically and those who are joining us virtually and on YouTube, Facebook and uh, we would love for the day to return when this house will be full. Amen? But until then, we'll go on singing. Until then, we will carry on. Hallelujah. I greet there are so many persons here this morning I have not seen for a little while. For you, some of you, it's a, it has been a long while. And I really, really appreciate the time that you have taken to be in the house today. You're one of the privileged few. Amen? You're one of the privileged few who have been able to make it to the house. Um, I must make special mention of Minister Pusey. That's Sister Pusey was sharing with us this morning. Um, I'm sure that she came along just to be serenaded also by, by her son, Shamar. But special mention also of our nurses. God has blessed us uh, with uh, a number of nurses. Some are here this morning as we seek to honor them and to celebrate with them in this season. What a great work they have been doing and being on the front line, so very often we take it for granted. The hours have been really, really long. They have, they have placed their entire families at risk. In this very country, we have had nurses that have died because they went the extra mile. And so we're so thankful that as a church, we continue to pray for our nurses and to pray their strength. We love you, and uh, as a church, very often when our own members are, have to go into the hospital, you know who is on the phone calling. We're calling. We need special checkup. We need a little special favor. I hope nobody watching me this morning. That will expose us. But it's so relief. It's such a relief when you can call on one of our nurses and said, please go check up for me. 
isolation ward. We can't go. We can't go visit. And the reports would come as we continue to pray. And we really, really appreciate that when favor is set up, that we can access that favor from time to time. Amen. And so we, we are so thankful, therefore, that we as a local church want to just say thank you in a very, very special way. So this morning, we have still a little way to go. So I want to get right into the word as we pray together and ask the Lord for a special word. What a time it has been in our country. Um, as if COVID was not enough. There are many other things happening. And uh, some of these are not things that we are proud of as a country. And uh, we are so, still so very thankful that God has allowed us to be able to gather even on a morning like this. I want for you to understand that there are countries this morning where this isn't possible. It is just not possible. But thanks be to God, we are here this morning. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you this morning on the theme, the greatness of God. The greatness of God. Somewhat keeping in line with the king of the kingdom. And I want to dovetail that in the greatness of God. Sister Rob, good seeing you this morning. I tried calling you almost every day. I have to get your new numbers. Can't get you at all. Um, the word of God in uh, Acts chapter 17, verse 24. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in the shrines made by man. He does not. He does not. God who made the world and everything in it, since he, he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. Hallelujah. The Lord bless this word unto our hearts today. And I declare that, that the hearing, those who are hearing listening, seeing and hearing and just listening, that your hearts will be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Do we truly and really understand and internalize who is this God who he we, who we has chosen, well, who we are worshiping this morning? but also he who has chosen us. This morning we want to examine for a little while this God. What are some of his attributes, his characteristics? And I want to delve right into it. God is spirit. God is oftentimes referred to as a spirit. And the word of God tells us that. So spirituality is the all-mark of our God. The basic of God's attributes of greatness is the fact that he is a spirit. God is not made up 
of matter. And for those of you who are physics students and those who, who are well-schooled in this regard, we are well aware that matter is that which uh, we, we refer to as making up everything, the molecules and, the, and those uh, building blocks. He does not possess a physical nature. And I know that for a time, God in the form of his son put on flesh and came to earth. But he's no longer physical as in being able to touch him. And when we talk this morning, some happenings in our country, I want for you to relate that to it without being very specific. So God is a spirit. And he does not possess a physical body. He is not flesh and blood, Brother Wayne. Good seeing you. In John chapter 4, verse 24. God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. If he's spirit, that means he is invisible to the naked eye, that is. As a result, he does not have the limitations involved with a physical body. He's not limited to a particular geographical or spatial location. He's not just in Kingston or in Mandeville. He's not limited to a particular geographical region. We cannot be at two places at the same time because we are flesh and blood. But the verse of scripture I read earlier, Acts 17 verse 24, the God who made the world and everything in it, he is Lord of heaven and earth. And he does not live in shrines or houses or a house made by man. Furthermore, he is not destructible. He cannot be destroyed. And yet we should not confuse the fact that he has previously appeared in physical form. These are and were only temporary to execute the plan of salvation. Clearly, brothers and sisters, a spirit will not be able, or being spirit, he is not contained in any one building, and we can't build somewhere to house him. Brothers and sisters, in Luke chapter 2, verse 39, when he came up from the grave, when Jesus came up from the grave, he told us in that passage, Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself handle and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and blood. Brothers and sisters, 
I want for you to know this morning that contrary to the many gods that have been made by hands, contrary to the many gods that we make them being God, that are flesh and blood, I want for you to know this morning that all of that and those are what we call idols. That's idolatry in the biggest sense of the word. For idolatry states, I must be able to physically see my God. And so we make gods and put them up. We make or we turn human beings, being flesh and blood, to be God. But that is idolatry. A God that is visible is not a true God. Secondly, God is alive. He is life. Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, He is life-giving. The greatness of God must also be therefore understood against the backdrop that God is alive. Not only alive, but he must be capable of giving life. Hallelujah. No amount of man-made idols can lay hold to the fact that they are alive. And those human beings who we make God, they are, yes, for a season living. And however, they cannot give life. Neither can they crash and die. Let that soak in. His very name, I am, in Exodus 3, verse 14. Indeed, in, it, it speaks to the essence of that he is um, a living God. And God said of Moses, I am who I am. He is depicted as the living God, as contrasted with um, inanimate or lifeless objects of metal or stone. Jeremiah 10 verse 10 refers to him as the true God. The living God who controls very nature. Who controls nature. No wonder when Jesus walked on earth. He was able to speak to winds and waves. And say be still. He was able to. When he came up from the grave. There was an earthquake. Because he's God. When he died on the cross and gave up life. For gave back the spirit to God. There was darkness on the land. He was able to control nature. The one who created the heavens and the earth. God does not derive his life from any other source. Hallelujah. From any other being. No other external source is responsible for giving him life. Oh, bless the Lord. He was not brought into being. John 5 verse 26. 
Rather, he is life in and of himself. Uh, for as the Father hath life in himself, even so gave he to the Son also to have life in and of himself. Brothers and sisters, our God is depicted as eternal, implying that there never was a time when he did not exist. He does not have a birth date, a dash, or an end date. We do not bury him. We do not have to determine that something needs to happen. He is just God. We are told that in the beginning, before anything else came to be, God was already in existence. The continuation of God, God's existence, does not depend upon anything or anyone outside of himself. All other beings, once they are alive, they need something. They need nourishment. They need warmth. They need protection in order to sustain that life. But nobody can feed my God, Sister Stone. Nobody needs to nourish him. Nobody needs to provide warmth to him. He is God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need oxygen and air, food, and those things. But Adonai, but Yahweh, but Jehovah, God needs nothing external. Elohim, El Elyon, he must be celebrated as the highest of the highest and the greatest Oh, half the greatest. And so, brothers and sisters, we must understand this morning that it is to our gain that he even permits us to serve him and be a part of his kingdom, to be used on his program. It's a privilege, for we need him. He doesn't need us. He is spiritual, yes, and secondly, he is alive. But thirdly, our God as awesome and powerful and mighty as he is, he is a personal God. Hallelujah. He is he's able to understand and come close to us and being able to, and he talks with us. Someone say he walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me, I am his own. The fact is, God has and has names. And the name that he assigns and by which he reveals himself. These are names, not just labels that distinguishes him from anyone else. Yes, but it's because he's a personal God. He comes alongside and as awesome as he is, he comes and he, and the Bible says in Genesis, 
Oh, Adam and Eve, he would come down and he would walk with them in the garden. He would talk and communicate with them. He's a God who communicates. He's not a God who is distant and away from his people. He draws near. And the Bible says we draw near to him. He draws near to us. And so, brothers and sisters, I want for you to know that God is not an abstract. It is not used to address him. And our words are not just used to address him any and anyhow. God is right here with us this morning. He's the type of God who comes close up and we can touch him. Hallelujah. And he reaches out and he touches us. And he's able to, to, to not only touch one, but he can touch any amount at any time. For he's not contained by flesh and blood. Hallelujah. And Psalm 20, as the psalmist boasts in the name of the Lord, calling upon his name, he said some trust in Psalm 20 in chariots and some in horses but we will remember the name of the lord our god his name is to be treated respectfully you shall not take the name of the lord thy god in vain and they heard hallelujah and as they call on the name of the lord when we call on him he will respond to the cries of his people for he can be touched. Hallelujah. Our relationship with him is just not a one-way street. It is one where he talks back to us and he communicates to us. Brothers and sisters, I want for you to know that he is not someone or something to be used or manipulated we can't manipulate god hallelujah we can't we can't reel him out like a yo-yo and pulling him back he is god he answers to no man oh bless the lord hallelujah but i'm glad that even like that he can feel and be touched by our actions and we understand, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, that uh, when Israel uh, disobeyed his commands, uh, he also became angry. So God has a personality. He can become angry. Hallelujah. He tells us that he will laugh at the calamity of those who will despise him. So God is an end in himself and not a means to an end. He is just simply God. In Exodus 20 verse 3, you shall have no other gods beside me. So he's a jealous God. Hallelujah. He is a jealous God. He needs to know that you are putting him first. The third commandment says... He believed me that you shall have no other gods beside me. He wants a relationship with us. 
I am the Lord your God. And that is what he has declared. It is because of who he is that he is to be loved and served. Not only supremely, but exclusively. God as a person is to be loved for who he is. Not for what he can do for us. For by and by himself, he's just simply God. So God is spirit. God is alive. God is personal. But God is infinite. Not only unlimited, but he's unlimitable. He cannot be boxed in. He cannot be placed in any corner and be told to stay there. He cannot be imprisoned. He cannot. And so when we talk about uh, the infinity and the infiniteness of God, we have to relate to it as it relates to first the space. He's not subject to the limitation of space. The question of weirdness or location does not apply to our God. Where is God? Hallelujah. He's here. And he's there. And he's across our homes. And he's in England. And he's in South Africa. And he's in China. You don't talk about space when it comes to God. There is no weirdness or location for his God. He's the one who brought space and time into being. He cannot be localized at a particular point. In Acts 17, 24 and 25, he does not dwell in man-made shrines because he is the Lord of heaven and earth. There is no place that he cannot be found. And those who try running from him have learned this the hard way. Jeremiah 23 verse 3. Am I God at hand and not God of the far, of the afar places? He's God right here and right there. If I make my bed in hell, if I take the wings of the morning, hallelujah. If I can find that psalm, oh, hallelujah. The Bible says in Psalm 139, and a few verses there from about verse 7. Whither shall I go from my spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence if I ascend up into heaven thou art there oh Lord if I make my bed in hell behold thou art fear if I take the wings of a morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say surely. The darkness shall overwhelm me. And the light about me shall be night. Even in the darkness. Hideth not from thee. 
but the night shineth as the day, for he is God. Hallelujah. 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 When we think of the infiniteness of God, we're not just talking about space, but we are talking about time. God is not limited by time. He is before time began. How old is he? Is a redundant question where God is concerned from before time began. God was. Hallelujah. Simply not an appropriate question. How old are you, Sister Stone? How old are you, Yahweh? Oh, you do not ask God those questions. He is no older than a year ago. For infinitely, infinity plus one. Hallelujah. Is no more than infinity. He is a God who always is. Oh, bless the Lord. He is a God who always is. He was, he is, and he will be. Psalm 90 verse 1 and 2. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were brought forth. Or even, oh, thou hadst formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. And if you want New Testament, Jude 25, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. He is God. He is the first and the last. He is the Alpha and the Omega. This does not mean that he is not conscious of the succession of points in time. That's not what I'm saying. For we know seasons. Hallelujah. He knows time. He's aware of what is passing. What has happened. What is happening now. And what will happen tomorrow. God is infinite. Also as it relates to knowledge. Hallelujah. So the infinity of God may also be considered with respect to knowledge. Jesus said that not a sparrow falls to the ground without his knowledge. Matthew 10 verse 29. And even the hairs of the disciples' heads are all numbered. So are ours. He sees and he knows us all. God knows your name. He knows your needs. He knows your struggles. And right now this morning, those of you who are watching, those of us who are here, he knows what you're going through right now. And he's a God who is able to do all things. And he's going to work it out for your good to those who love him. He knows about your secret tears. He knows about the plans that you have made. And he knows how you have been troubled and battered at times. He knows that the enemy has been fighting. 
and he's already decided a way of escape for you. He is God and he knows your name and he knows your condition. Oh, bless your name, Lord. He knows, he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows this morning. And because of God's wisdom, then he acts. He takes all of the facts and he makes sure that his decision concerning you is the best one. Many times we make decisions, but we only know in part. And we make the best decision that we know we can make given the various things that we are aware of. But when God makes a decision, he takes everything into consideration. And sometimes from a human perspective, it looks like it's the wrong decision. Oh, you're wrong, God. But he knows he's making a decision concerning us for eternity. For he doesn't have time just to, to, to deal with the present. But he's about our eternal wellness. He's about taking us into heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so he guides our steps because he knows everything about us. Many of us this morning, if we took another route, we might not have been here if something else had happened. But the all-knowing God, he was ahead of time putting some problems in place. He was ahead of time. Oh, hallelujah. He was ahead of time flying some traps and moving some people out of the way so it would appear to you that everything is all right but for the goodness and the knowledge of God and his foreknowledge we would not be here Romans 11 verse 33 Romans 11 verse 33 all oh, the depths of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God how unsearchable are his judgments and all his ways are past finding out. He never has to reverse. Hallelujah. A decision or his estimation. Oh, hallelujah. All things are seen in their proper perspective and order. And finally, in the interest of time, God's infinity may also be considered in relation to his omnipotence, his power. I don't even know if I need to say all powerful. He's just powerful. He's power personified. Hallelujah. God's unlimited power is born in one of his names, El Shaddai. I am God Almighty. Genesis 17 verse 1, Jeremiah 32 verse 17. Oh Lord God, nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible with you. Nothing is too difficult for you. Jeremiah 32 verse 17. Oh Lord God, nothing is too hard for thee. For oh Lord God, nothing, absolutely nothing. Oh, glory to God. Matthew 19, verse 26. With men, 
This is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You know, hallelujah. Acts 17, 26. Having determined allotted periods and boundaries of your habitation. He controls everything. He's a God of everything. And he's all powerful. But perhaps the most important display of God's power is his ability to change a wicked life like mine. To take up one who has hurt him. And to turn me around. And to turn us around. He picks us up. And plant our feet on solid rock. We are now seated together with him in heavenly places. He's a chase, a God who knows how to pick up the broken pieces. He's a God who knows how to put us on a wheel and make us over again and change vile lives into lives that are loving and kind. He's a God who changes lives. We must understand, however, that our God is not arbitrary in his power. He can only do what is proper. God cannot sin. Oh, glory to God. God cannot sin, Sister Alevine. He cannot, ah, he cannot make square circles or four-sided triangles. He's a God of order. Hallelujah. 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 He cannot be cruel or unconcerned. Hebrews 6 verse 18. So that through two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God, that God should prove false, we might have strong encouragement. Hallelujah. God is free. This is another aspect of his power. His actions are a matter of his own free choice. God, therefore, is constant. And though my people have turned away from my statutes, I, the Lord, your God, do not change. James 1 verse 7, there is no variation or shadow due to change him don't cast shadows and make things look like what they are not so note this morning god does not change his mind per se i know we have a couple of scriptures where we talk about god praying and so on but god therefore as i wrap up is a great god god cannot die hallelujah God cannot be contained. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, my God. When I in awesome wonder. Consider. All, hallelujah. All thy work. Hallelujah. Consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars. 
I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. All I can do is then sings, my soul, my Savior God. Come and help me sing. How great! How great! How great! No wonder the songwriter says, so let's forget about ourselves. Let's concentrate on him and worship him. And worship him for he is Jehovah Jireh. He is Yahweh. He is Adonai. Hallelujah. And he's my reason for living. He sustains me this morning as he's sustaining all of you. And our brothers and sisters, I want for you to know this morning, don't let anybody fool you and tell you that God is here and God is there. Oh, as uh, when Jacob was coming back uh, and he was able to tell uh, all those who came looking uh, for the gods that they were looking for. And uh, Jacob's wife said, oh, I never carry their gods but she was very much sitting. She was very much sitting on the gods that they were coming after. My God can't be sat upon. My God can't be ruled over. My God can't be dictated to. For he's God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not finished, but we'll stop there this morning. Hallelujah. Then sings my soul. How about yours? How great, how great, how awesome, how powerful, how eternal. Hallelujah is our God this morning. He deserves our praise. He deserves our worship. And those who do not know him as Lord and Savior, it's time to recognize the one who made you. The one who woke you up this morning. The one who clothed you in your right minds. He's to be worshipped. Hallelujah. Bow your heads with me. Hallelujah. 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 The greatness of God. Lord, bless your words unto our hearts. May we leave this house, leave from around our sets, our telephone and television and iPods and, and all that we are watching through and all that we are this morning with an understanding. Hallelujah. That you are the true and living God. That indeed this morning we need to respond. For you are the creator of the heavens and the earth. You are our, you gave us life. Hallelujah. And you are the one who can take us with you into heaven. You are the one who will be able to raise us up from the dead. Oh, hallelujah, from the grave. And cause us to be with you this morning. We bow in awesome reverence before you, knowing who you are.
Lord, we choose this morning to follow your words and your teachings because you are God. Hallelujah. And so, Lord, I pray that each and every person this morning will have a God consciousness that is awakened. Awaken it in us, Lord, that we will not choose to go to the left or to the right. We will not choose to create idols unto ourselves. But, Lord, we'll worship you 